Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the splendid UK geek science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast. This is episode 450, recorded on Friday the 15th of July 2022 at 230919. Hello everyone. Greetings again from Castle Royenstein, from whence there is no escape, <laughs> as is evidenced by the fact that I'm here. I haven't escaped my own castle. I am back as I promised I would be, though as I also promised, no longer on a regular schedule. Yes, I've decided to no longer tape these on Monday and Wednesday, and then upload on Wednesday and Friday. That type of schedule is just too constraining, especially given the current weather situation, because now, over the past few days, definitely next week, my biggest problem is the heat. Anything over 21 degrees centigrade makes me swoon. Like a Victorian lady in a very tight dress thingamy dude. I don't know where I'm going with that. But swooning, yes, I tend to do that. Which makes a mockery of my supposed desert dacoit brigand blood that I like to say flows through my veins. It certainly, probably, almost definitely does not. What a pity. Okay, let's start off with a little follow-up from the last episode and talk briefly about my 10-year anniversary show. Yes, that was episode 449. Well, I'm saying that now, but although everything went okay with that show last time, at the end of the show... I got the episode number wrong for that show. I said 448. What a complete imbecile. You may think this is a minor error, but if you have OCD, it is a surprisingly annoying error. What I should have done is go back and edit that, but now I've said I've made that error in this episode. If I go back now and correct the last episode, I'll have to also re-edit this episode. It's like a cascading chain of infuriation. Hopefully I will get the episode number right at the end of this. Episode 450, nice and round. Regarding that 10th anniversary show, after that episode I decided to take a break. Not a holiday, unfortunately. I could still do with one of those. Yet, do you remember me going on about hula shirts and boat drinks and hammocks and sand and sea. That hasn't happened yet. No, the reason I'm taking this break is to fix some long-standing issues I have with myself, health-wise, because 
quite simply, I've let myself go and that's taking a toll and the heat is not helping. Apart from the health thing that I'm always blathering on about, I also have some work to do on my website, my blog, and the republishing of my novel. Lots of things that I can do while having this unofficial break. Although now that I'm back and it's barely been over a week, I think since the last one, how much of a break this really is, is debatable. Although not having a regular schedule does ease the pressure a little bit. Oh dear, my stomach just made a strange noise. I hope it's not going to keep on doing that. Right, so I said how I'm working on the website and the blog. There is something I've noticed in that blog that I'm currently updating. The blog includes old blog posts from Boldly Voyaging the Multiverse, but it also includes old articles that were printed in the Independent Daily from Mauritius when I was working there. Some of those articles contain language that may nowadays be misconstrued because the meaning has diverged a lot over time. For example, I uploaded a blog post earlier today that used the term red pill. And I know for a fact somewhere in the midst of time I have used the word normie. Unfortunately, both those terms have become a staple for far-right extremists over the last decade or so. That is for a number of reasons, but generally because far-right extremists are incredibly stupid thieves who neither understand nor care that back in the 80s and 90s, those words meant something very different and were used by people they would hate. The red pill, of course, everyone knows that that's from The Matrix, but normie, which became a word used by incels to describe the general public, originates for me in the pages of 2000 AD and describes non-mutants in the Strontium Dog storyline. My use of it in the past, therefore, was a very geeky reference that almost no one today, unless they're old enough and geeky enough, like me, will pick up on, and could very easily be seen as me sympathising with a group I despise. So... As an increasingly Gandalf-resembling leftish fogey, ah, ageing, I want you to know that I was using those words at the time in the way they were intended. Not because I'm an evil right-wing troll. Ugh. I could, of course, go back to those articles and re-edit them, but why should we help extremists rewrite history. No, they're going to stand as they are, and I'll just get on with doing something else. Before we leave this topic, if you are interested in reading the articles for newspapers and magazines, and also for my blog, uh, 
boldly voyaging the multiverse. The newspaper articles were in a tech column called Techie Talk, which I wrote each week. And there are various other miscellaneous bits and pieces, like my interactive fiction game, and a lot of personal stuff about family. You will find that in my blog posts. If you click on the link at the top of the website, you will see that the list of blog posts have got drastically longer, and that list will continue growing until it is completely up to date with the stuff that used to be on my WordPress site. Hopefully it will make interesting reading. If it doesn't, it's there for posterity anyway. That is also where the show notes go. On a lighter note, before we launch into our culture section, let's talk about cardigans. In 449, I complained that I didn't have a cardigan, and cardigans are better than hoodies, which is what I usually wear, because hoodies have those jingle-jangly zips, which is not good for podcasting, because you've got a mic here, and you've got all those clicks and clacks, and it's really hard to edit those sounds out. It turns out, though, that I actually do have a nice blue cardigan, and it's a hoodie cardigan with buttons, so it's absolutely perfect. It's exactly the kind of thing that I like wearing. I completely forgot I had it. And then... This happened to the weather, and it's no longer cardigan-wearing weather anymore. Or, in fact, the dreaded jumper. Oh, you know, I'm not looking forward to 38 degrees expected next week. 38 degrees! That is killer! I mean, it is literally killer. Because we also have the concrete island effect and the convection during the night, which makes 38 degrees during the day a lot hotter at night. Oh, I don't know what to do, really. I'm really worried about that. I'm suffering already tonight, and it's nowhere near that hot. Global warming. What a bastard. I just hope the death toll isn't too high next week, because that always happens. People who can't cope with the heat just die. Usually older people. Not great. Something really needs to change. Well, definitely needs to change. The weather needs to change. The climate. The planet. Let us move on to actually talking about science fiction, fantasy and horror. To begin with this week, I just wanted to talk about my very, very slow and long reading of Moon by James Herbert. James Herbert's continued cliched sexism continues to irritate me. As a teen, this sort of stuff passed by unnoticed, mostly from ignorance, but also because I was living in a more sexist time, but as a man, today, his occasionally infuriating prose is distracting and spoiling my enjoyment. I try to breeze over it, but some of this stuff just glares right back at you. I want to draw particular attention to something I came across lately, 
That is one of his many annoying little similes. I'll read this out to you. It is at page 43 of my paperback copy, where the protagonist is telling himself off. Quote, he admonished himself for behaving like a timorous maiden aunt. Unquote. The thing about that phrase is, I don't think I've ever met someone who matches that description. Except, of course, the male protagonist, who here mocks himself, but frankly, 43 pages in, all the way through this, he has constantly proved himself to be the very antithesis of an alpha. He has good reason for being like that, but it is monumentally irritating to hear phrases like that nowadays. They just get my back up. To balance that level of annoyance, a few lines later, I found something that contrasted violently with his previously cliched prose, and that's his lovely alliteration, quote, the setting sun's rubescent rays, unquote. That's a wonderful piece of prose. Let me just tell you, despite my <laughs> annoyance with James Herbert's writing, sometimes, I still, of course, am a fan of his work. I have to keep on telling myself, though, that he was a product of his time. It is the sort of thing that the modern reader needs to bear in mind. If you were to pick up one of his books today and read through it, you would find lots to annoy you. I'm definitely not an apologist for another white male writer of the 70s and 80s, but he was not unique in that kind of writing style. That is my rereading of Moon by James Herbert. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I didn't even put it in the show notes. My pre-order of Brian Talbot's The Legend of Luther Arkwright, which concludes the Luther Arkwright saga, arrived yesterday. It's a great hardback copy. I also have the previous collected works in paperback trade. I started reading the Luther Arkwright saga a long, long time ago, when I was in my early teens. And I'm looking forward to revisiting it. I think I will have to start at the beginning reading the collected trade before moving on to this one, so it might take me a little time though I am looking forward to it. Oh, should be great. And if you don't know, Luther Arkwright is a parallel dimension jumping super spy. That's the briefest way to explain it. He and his organisation are in constant battle with the Disruptors, a group of villains who want to destroy the timeline for whatever reason. I'm not sure what that reason is yet. Maybe they're just complete tosspots. 
I just wanted to mention that. That is something to look forward to for me and hopefully for you if you want to hear me talk about that. Next, a movie. I rewatched Moon. <laughs> Same title, completely different thing. This is the Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son's 2009 movie. As the title of the movie suggests, Moon, it is science fiction set on the moon. It stars Sam Rockwell as an overworked moon miner who discovers a horrifying truth. Now, I could go into what that truth is right now, but I'll leave it for you to discover for yourself if you haven't seen it. It's a great film. It stands up very well, even as it artfully and very blatantly steals from films like Blade Runner, The Truman Show, and, of course, Outland, which, in turn, pinched from the western High Noon. And that's Duncan Jones's Moon. Recommended, if you haven't seen it yet. Let's move on to some shows. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. The first season has ended. It's... A fairly good show for one season. It's definitely promising. It's better than Discovery. It's better than a lot of Star Trek has been for a long time. There were quite a few standout episodes. I enjoyed the one with Space Pirates. And I like episode 10, which was the last episode. There was also episode 9 about the Gorns, when we finally see a Gorn. Though they recasted <laughs> the Gorns as a subpar alien ripoff in that episode. Ten was all about Christopher Pike and his attempts to escape his inevitable grisly fate predicted at that Klingon monastery. It's all this timey wimey stuff and paradoxes, and Christopher Mike gets to meet himself. I enjoyed it. I'm fairly sure there's going to be a second and third season. It's doing too well to not continue. Stranger Things. Oh dear, I really cocked up. <laughs> In pod 443... I thought that the series had ended at episode 7. I don't know how that happened. Maybe I just had too much on my mind. What a major screw-up. Sorry about that. In fact, there were a couple more episodes, which I caught up on, and I loved it. I loved season 4 all the way to the end. Of course I loved the metal, <laughs> which was pure fan service nonsense, which I thought was done quite well, with Eddie Munson on top of a trailer in the Upside Down, playing his BC Rich Warlock guitar, the version with the spiky end, not with the horns. I prefer the spiky BC Rich Warlock. 
I don't know if that's period accurate, but it was cool. And he was playing Metallica's Master of Puppets. Of course he was. Fan service, silliness, but I enjoyed it anyway. (laughs) And spoiler warning, skip over the next few seconds if you don't want to hear this. Okay, you've been warned. I am sad that they killed off Eddie Munson, who was my and apparently everyone's favourite breakout character, played by a British actor as well. Let's talk about the Stranger Things effect, whereby all these old songs used in the soundtrack suddenly become really popular again because they are featured on Stranger Things. I'm sure it's done the artists no end of good. However, it didn't really affect me. Now, I'm not saying that because I don't class myself as part of the hoi polloi and I'm somehow elite. It's just that I'm old enough to already be a fan of Kate Bush and Susie and the Banshees, so hearing those things didn't stick out for me. I was really quite unaware of the hoopla around this. Although maybe that's also because I missed out the episode which really brought things to a head with the viewership. Saying all that though, tracks like Musical Youths Past the Duchy were definitely for me a blast from the past. I remember that song. It was very poppy. It was a good song. It wasn't something that stuck in my mind for years and years because I haven't continued listening to musical youth. I wonder what happened to them. Though I have kept on listening to Susie and Kate Bush. So it really stuck out for me. And that did give me a sudden jolt of nostalgia. We can expect another season of Stranger Things. I think it will be the last season when they finally take on the Mind Flayer and we get the big boss fight. I'm just sad that Eddie Munson has gone now. Oh, poor Eddie. Okay, moving on to Westworld. Westworld Season 4 is here. I never thought this would happen. I can't believe that there is now another season of Westworld. I don't know if you heard that. The stupid street racer went past. Season 4 is very shiny and sparkly and well done. But I feel that it lacks engagement, pace, and the story's already been told as Maeve and Caleb head into a recreated gangster-ridden old Chicago. In other words, we're returning to the robot Disney of the first season. I have not followed more than one or two episodes so far. I'm not sure how keen I am to continue, because at this stage it just seems as though the producers are doggedly determined to drag this out until the bitter end, until the well runs bone dry, because of course they are, that's what we do nowadays. Streaming series will just continue forever, as long as the viewership 
is there and high enough. I don't think that's very different from how things used to be with cable or even before that with free-to-air shows, but it is not something I appreciate anymore. Maybe it's just my age. I just think I do not want to continue watching something forever or reading something forever or consuming any piece of media forever. I want there to be an end so that I can revisit that thing and re-enjoy it again. I said in a tweet where I said much the same thing that maybe I had a bad night before forming that conclusion, but in conclusion, I really think the show now lacks substance. And they're just repeating things. Star Wars, anyone? Miss Marvel! Refreshing. Miss Marvel continues to be just the right balance of silly and serious, and it is very colourful. It's an excellent treat from the sweet shop. It is the medicine for all the depressing crap that we are being subjected to right now. Wars, climate change. Ah, there's a lot of things. And this distracts us while still remaining unblinkered and relevant. I mean, the origins of this story are set in the partition of India and Pakistan. You really can't get any more relevant and unblinkered than talking about that stuff. And yet the show does not sink into utter depression either. It is bright, and it's just what we need right now. Bravo Marvel for bringing us Miss Marvel. Okay, we're going in. Vanilla alert again. Aruga, Aruga. Blackbird. Blackbird is an Apple show starring Taron Egerton, the chap from Kingsman, The Secret Service, and Rocketman. The film about Elton John, which I still haven't seen. I'd like to see that. He plays a character named Jimmy Keane, who is a drug dealer, caught and sentenced to 10 years. Fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on your point of view, he is recruited by the FBI to infiltrate a prison for the criminally insane and snitch on a serial killer, named Larry Hall. The show is based on Jimmy Keane's autobiography, and was developed into a show by the prolific crime author Dennis Lehane, who also wrote the novel Mystic River, which was also a really good film. Ray Liotta plays the character's father, in, I'm assuming, must have been his last screen role. Blackbird is an engaging crime drama. If you liked Zodiac and Mindhunter, you'll probably like this. And also it's from a different point of view, from the view of someone who is a criminal, not a cop. In fact, just before taping this pod, I finished watching the first episode. And that is Blackbird. 
And finally, a podcast that I just wanted to mention, and that is a podcast called Curious Creatures. It is a podcast by Lol Tolhurst of The Cure and Budgie of The Slit, Susie and the Banshees, and The Creatures. Despite both these chaps being drummers, they are charismatic and quite an engaging double act. By that I mean they are able to string sentences together without drumsticks lodged up each nostril. Only joking, that's bass players. Only joking, that's lead guitarists. Only joking, that's singers. Only joking, I really did mean lead guitarists. Or possibly bassists, too. Ha! You may have noticed that I left out Rhythm guitarist, and that's because I'm a ukulele chord strummer, so I'll give rhythm guitarists a pass. Especially rhythm guitarists who are also the singer of a band. I think that's really cool, and I can relate most to that role. Okay, don't get all bent out of shape, because I criticise drummers. I love Ginger Baker. I love Buddy Rich. Back to Curious Creatures. This is a bit strange for me, because I started listening sometime last year, and for whatever reason, I unsubscribed. I think I just got tired of it, because sometimes they interview people, and honestly, I do not enjoy the episodes where they are interviewing people. I had much the same problem with my own podcast, this one. I noticed that when I interviewed people, some well-renowned people as well, my listenership for that episode actually fell. I also don't listen to many podcasts that specialise in interviews, so I'm not sure how popular those are. And I know that there are a lot of interview podcasts at the moment, but that is something to bear in mind if you are a prospective podcaster. So yeah, I unsubscribed sometime last year, maybe? Was it this year? I don't know, but I did unsubscribe. Then, after talking about the Banshees in my 10th anniversary episode, I remembered about this pod and resubscribed. With those provisos in mind that I don't enjoy the interview episodes, I think it's a great show, and you really do get some behind-the-scenes stuff, as well as what happened to them afterwards, the Banshees and the Cure. A second minor criticism I'd make is that, listening to these two, it all sounds like the whole experience was very positive and happy, And I don't think we're getting the whole story. Perhaps they're telling these stories through rose-tinted glasses. But in conclusion, even if that's the case, even if they aren't willing to spill the beans on absolutely everything, perhaps that's a good thing because you don't always want to listen to a sob story. And that's a lesson I too could probably learn in my own podcast. And wow, we have gone over the 42-minute barrier. There is no such barrier. I just made that up and because, you know, 42, life, the universe and everything. Strangely enough, 
I did a podcast recently, I think it was the 10th anniversary show, where the exact time down to the second was 42 minutes, which is weird. But only if you believe in numerology. Or deep thought. (laughs) And I'm still waffling. We're in the after show section. Now, I don't really have anything more to say other than due to the heat and my spooning and the fact that I need time to do other stuff not related to podcasting, please expect new episodes. This podcast is still running. It will never end. But don't expect a regular schedule. That isn't something I can commit to right now. I'm guessing at least weekly shows so it isn't as if I'm not around. Although you might have noticed I'm not tweeting much, which I'm finding quite relaxing. You will see tweets each day with a link and some information about one of my older podcasts. What I'm doing is automatically tweeting out episodes of my Doctor Who revisits, the classic show, each day so that people have something to listen to or they are alerted that there may be an episode of the pod that they haven't heard before and then they can listen to the pod. If you're into classic Doctor Who, then Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio is for you and if you're just into geek culture and geek media in general, it's also for you. And now... It's time for me to stop waffling and have a bit of a rest because my plates are killing me. Okay, everyone. The show that you just listened to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R, pronounced Matur. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, recommend it to a friend or enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in again, everyone. You are again listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the splendid UK geek science fiction, fantasy, and horror podcast. This was episode... 450, yeah, got it right. Recorded on Friday the 15th of July, 2022, and the time at the end of the show is 23.56.33. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye.